You're listening to audio from Kingsway Christian Church. If you'd like to check out more resources or donate to this ministry, please visit kingswaychurch.org. Welcome to A Step Further, the weekly podcast of Kingsway Christian Church. My name is Andy Lynch, Connections Pastor here at Kingsway. We hope you're enjoying this series, hashtag blessed. We would love to hear some of the ways that God is speaking to you. So feel free to reach out to us. You can email me, alynch at kingswaychurch.org. It's been so cool to see the social media and hear the different stories of people that are realizing they're blessed and then giving them opportunities to bless others. And we are joined today by Holly Martin, our kids ministry associate. Holly, thank you for being with us. I'm so glad to be here. It's awesome. You've got your Kleenex box in tow. <laughs> our goal is to make you cry today, right? Oh, yeah. I, I think that's actually quite easy, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, she cries because she has such a, a beautiful legacy of family, of ministry. And so we'll, we'll dive into that just a little bit. You'll get a chance to know her better. But I want to start by reading a passage uh, from Numbers. And I'm finding it on my phone, number 622 through 27, because this passage is special to Holly and her family, and she'll explain why in a moment. But it says, uh, God details the way in which Aaron should conclude. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, Thus you shall bless the people of Israel. You shall say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make your face to shine upon you and to be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So shall they put my name upon the people of Israel and I will bless them. And you use that a lot, don't you, Holly? Oh, yeah. Um, I used to uh, sing that over our kids every night when they went to bed. Um, it was actually just on like a, uh, a CD of uh, things for them. And then when the CD would be gone or something, I started singing in. And then I would just continue to do that. Um, <clears throat> and it was part of it was because um, we just wanted to have our kids always catch that idea that um, that the peace that they receive, the grace they receive, um, is all actually from God. That, that you know, we are not um, somehow uh, following all these um, boxes and checking off all the religious, <laughs> you know, I'll do this and this and this, and then I'll have peace and this and joy. Hmm. Um, but actually, um, it's just a blessing from God that we receive. And so... Um, so we used to sing that over them. And then even now, um, when they go places, um, sometimes if I don't have time for a full prayer, I'll just quickly uh, just say over them, you know, the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine on you. Um, just to just to remind them that that is on them everywhere they go. Mm. Um, so, um, and it's also something that um, I love having sort of memorized and on my tongue because then, you know, when I visit friends in the hospital who just had a baby, I can... I can pray that over their baby and, and just, I just think it's good to have words of blessing just ready to pour out, yeah. you know, so. I, I am a free spirit. And so even when I pray, I, I just like to pray off the cuff. Yeah. And, and so my, myself at times I think, oh, that's too rote. That's too structured. But, but God gave us these types of prayers. You think of the Lord's prayer, you yeah. think of this blessing because it is so good to have those words and to ingrain them on your hearts and on the people's hearts around. And he, he's given us, you know, if people say, I don't know what to pray. I don't, I don't know how to talk to God. Well, here you go. I've given you a script and that can be very powerful. Oh yeah. I mean, I grew up actually in the Lutheran church uh, when I was really young. And so there were lots of that, you yeah. know, and it's true. Some of it can come become very rote, but um, yeah, there's a lot of moments though in your life where it's nice to already have the words to help you express what you're trying 
to say. And and I don't think that um, that that Jesus himself would have get, not given us instructions <laughs> if we weren't if it wasn't something we should sometimes use. And so, yeah, I I think it's I think it's great, and it doesn't have to be um, just yeah, just something you just quote. You know, it can it can be really heartfelt. So. I love that we start with that prayer, that Aaron's prayer, an Aaronic blessing, I think it's called, because he was the beginning of the line of priests. And as you look at your family, Holly, you have a line, not priests necessarily, but of ministers <laughs> and pastors that goes back to what, your great grandfather at least? Yeah. So I was <laughs> talking to my dad about this this week because my dad has been a worship pastor for my whole life. Mm. Um, I, of course, am doing kids ministry. Um, and um, and then my dad's dad was um, a Lutheran pastor for years. And um, my dad's brother is a, a, a Lutheran pastor. Um, <laughs> but then also my dad was just telling me that his grandfather was also a pastor. He actually passed suddenly while giving somebody communion uh, at like a, at a hospital. He was there wow. to serve that person, and that's how he how he um, met the Lord. Uh, I thought, man, that's a that would be a if you gotta go, that would be a, <laughs> you'd feel confident, you know, <laughs> meeting the father after that. I guess, uh, but yeah, we do. Um, and then even um, uh, some of my children are now even thinking about going into ministry. So mm. it it is exciting um, to have that. A legacy of of faith, and not not just faith, but um, a legacy of wanting to serve um, the body of Christ and serve others. And so, we are so excited that that does um, carry on. But um, but also, it's it's not that way on both sides of my family. Right. Um, and so. Um, my um, my husband doesn't come from a long line of 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 pastors or even believers at all, and so. It's really cool, though, that I think um, legacy also can start new with yeah. each generation. And as a matter of fact, it has to, right? Um, because even though we, I do have a lot of pastors in my family, um, my dad and mom will tell me the story of when the two of them um, actually had a, a pastor really challenge them. Like, yeah, you've, you know, you've asked God to forgive you of your sins and you have a relationship with him. Have you ever given him your whole life mm. and said, you know, we're going to give you our entire life, our family and all those things. And he really challenged them to do that. And then they in turn challenged us to do that. Like, mm. are you going to give, you know, your whole family, your, your life um, to Jesus? And, and now we have to do that right. um, moving forward. And um, so I mean, it was really, really exciting for us when we had Isaac. I know for my husband, especially um, because there, there aren't any Really, there there are no Martin men left. The that that line of his family um, is just um, a lot of addiction and um, and uh, and and not not any faith. And so, to see um, us have a baby boy, it was exciting to know that that um, we would have a boy. He would at least be raised in the faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, it can start anywhere. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. I love that you. You, you, you show that contrast that, yes, you had all this legacy and, and your husband, Dan, who's given consent, obviously, to share, yeah. you know, has not had that legacy beforehand. But but it's got to carry on by choice. It's not just, oh, my mom was a Christian, so I'm going to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. There is so much intentionality to it. And, and each next generation you know, needs to choose. Are they going to follow Jesus and are they going to give his, their whole life to him? Or is it just going to be their parents' faith for a while? And, and as you see kids in particular, uh, you know, there's got to be a point where they, they make the faith their own. And, and when they choose that, how do we teach our kids that? How do we, how do we 
pass it along, but it's not our parents' faith we're giving you. It's got to become yours. Well, I, I think it actually starts even before that. Mm-hmm. Um, I know when I had um, our kiddos, <laughs> I remember when I had Isaac, he was so tiny <laughs> and I had never even held a baby. Really? Until I had, he was, I had held a newborn when I was pregnant with him. Huh. <laughs> so I had not, I was the youngest, so I never was around babies. And so I remember holding this little tiny, you know, six pound, two ounce baby <laughs> and going, I'm going to break him. <laughs> There's no way. Why are they letting me take him home? Uh, and he just seems so frail and so fragile. And I remember my dad talking to him about that, like dad, like feeling like genuinely kind of scared. And I remember my dad telling me so clearly, Holly, every day that you wake up, you have to give him back to Jesus. Oh, wow. You have to, you have to believe that God loves him more than you do. You have to believe that he's, you're just, you're just being, um, he's really, you're just stewarding him and like, and you're, um, you're going to be responsible for him, but actually God is going to do the work in his life. And so you have to keep giving him back. Mm. Um, and I found all throughout my kids' uh, childhood, especially when I would go to worship, I would, um, hear the Lord calling me to give them back and, and like give them back in like, okay, Lord, like your will be done, whether, whether they, you know, do well in school and become, you know, mm-hmm. you know, brilliant. If the, whether they, um, whether they have good health, that's, that's you, God, that's on you. And, and if, and, and their faith journey, that's, mm-hmm. um, that's on you to do the work. It's part of the reason I love that blessing is because we're, we're going with God is the one who is doing this. And so, um, I think it's really easy to think if we will just, parent our kids perfectly and check the right boxes, then they'll come to faith. Mm-hmm. And, and so many people know that's not true. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right? Right. There's so many people who, who do other things that they're going to do. Um, and then we find out that actually, um, it, it's, uh, it's a partnership between God working in their life and them having to receive that faith. And so all we can do is, um, is just keep turning them towards God mm-hmm. and, and making that, um, something that they get is not just something we do on Sunday morning, but, but you know, this God is in, he has to be somebody amazing in your life. Mm, You know, if you have this vibrant relationship with him and you are constantly um, giving your resources back to him, your kids feel that and see that. Mm -hmm. And hopefully they see that as a positive thing and eventually decide to enter that uh, journey on their own. But there is such a, a big piece of that pie that is only God, right? <laughs> you know, that uh, you can't do on your own. And so, I, and I think it's the same though in our, in the rest of our journey, right? Like when we um, are even just walking through our lives, we, we do do the things of studying the word and, and there's some kind of rote things that you do, you, you know, maybe you have a, a prayer time each day, but there's also an element of do you every day wake up and say, Holy Spirit, today is your day. Yeah. Holy Spirit, I'm going to follow what you have me to do today. And that's something that, that's a choice we have to keep making. And then when we do, he will take us places that weren't on the script. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Definitely, so, yeah. Yeah, so um, I don't know. So as you think of, of personal legacy, th- does it start with those that prayer right there that you just talked about, that Holy Spirit where are we going today? I'm along for the ride. Is, is that what you think about when you think of, you know, the difference you're making? 
Yeah, I, I mean, I just want to have a big old impact on this world. <laughs> I, I, That's a great bumper sticker. I, mean, I just, I don't know. I want to have, um, I, I just feel like I'm here and I can have an impact on somebody in a way that maybe I'll never know. Um, and so even when I'm like walking in a hallway and uh, seeing some random person pass me and I have the moment to, I can choose to either like, Hey, how you doing today? And, and take a moment to genuinely care or, or to stop and, and help someone here or there or another. Like I, that is even a part of legacy to me. Like, cause you don't know the impact that you have in, in all the things that you do in all the ways that you, um, that you do things. I know when I was, um, in Romania in my twenties, um, I'd asked the Lord to sort of give me just a, like a, a something, a, like a goal for my life. Um, I was all excited, uh, <laughs> at the time, you know, you're in your twenties, you get all jazzed about Jesus. I mean, maybe not everybody did that in their twenties, but I did. Uh, and so I asked him to really give me sort of just a, just a, a life goal. And, and, and to kind of ho- harness that and hone in on that. And I really felt like he was telling me um, that you're going to meet people's heart needs and those are going to be found in relationship. And so relationships are going to be a super important thing. And it was demonstrated really clear to me when I was um, just at a restaurant there. We were, we went to this uh, like a fast food place uh, near the border and um, there was a guy sitting there and he heard us speaking in English and he asked if he could talk with us. And so we just sat and chatted with him for, I don't know, maybe 45 minutes or an hour and mentioned that we were missionaries, but didn't, didn't like stop and share the gospel with him or ask him, you know, <laughs> to like totally change his life. But he was so um, joyful and so um, impacted and near tears because what we found out as we talked to him is that he had been living in Hungary for um, about a year, he was a Canadian, and he had not spoken his native language with anybody for a year. And so he needed someone to just chat with him. Wow. Um, and um, I just, that's the kind of thing where I go back to like, I don't know, God, are you, what are you going to do with that? He knew that we were people of faith. Is that just one more step on the journey of making that person realize like, hey, God will meet even those needs, you know? Because I think when we open ourselves to the idea that God might be meeting needs that don't make sense to us, it's neat because then if that person was asking for that thing from God, they'll know it was from God and not like, Hey, you're really cool. And you know, right. you know what I mean? They'll, they'll be able to give the glory back to God. Right. Um, and so that's what I hope is that I'll be making impacts that I don't know about, mm-hmm. you know, that when I get to heaven someday, maybe I'll find out or maybe not, but that, that, this thing spread like wildfire um, just to inspire people to care for each other in that way. Yeah. It's so, so good. So just rooted, you know, in, in everything that we do, our faith shines through. And mm-hmm. as I was thinking about you making an impact on him, I wonder if there's a story of your dad or your grandpa or your great grandpa. I don't know if you had a relationship that comes to mind that something they said to you as a kid or, or in, in your youth that, that you still hold on to that was a really you know pivotal piece of advice uh, a word of wisdom uh a blessing maybe just something that that they did for you and now you're doing it for these other folks um you know i'm i'm trying to think of a particular instance and 
all I know is that my dad, he just always showed me that his faith was not something that he just did on Sunday morning, yeah. which is interesting because he was a worship pastor, right? Like he's on stage, he's leading worship. He's it's doing, his big day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and of course he goes home on Sunday afternoon and takes a nap. Because <laughs> it's such a long day. Um, but I saw him constantly pouring out at church, right? And that was huge. Um, then I also saw my dad equally like, and he does this to this day, like he would go to the grocery store and as he's checking out, just ask the person behind the, you know, hey, how's your day going? Or, you know, what's, you know, a long shift or whatever. He was always trying to engage people yeah. um, in conversations or um, he would get to know my friends really well when they came around. He would always try to engage them. And you could tell that he was like, this is an opportunity to mm. maybe share. Um, so much so that even I remember one of my friends, uh, we would stop by the church to see my dad. And then he would like sit down in my dad's office and start chatting with him. And I'd be like, okay, I'll be back. And I, I'd walk away and like, I'd come back at half an hour later and they're still chatting. And I just thought, I know he doesn't have time for, he, he surely does not have time for that. Yeah. Um, but he just made people a priority because he always thought, you never know when that conversation will then turn and I can share the gospel with them. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Blessing is such a beautiful thing because we get to pass it on. Holly, thank you for sharing these stories and continuing the legacy that your father, your grandfather, your great grandfather have all given to you.